This is Dave Billington with you for this week's Bible in the News. Ever heard of Nefesh Benefesh? Well, don't touch the dial, because they are an exciting organization that is making headlines. This is August 4th. This is the second uh, arrival of a Nefesh Benefesh uh, plane bringing in new immigrants from North America this summer to Israel. Yishai Fleischer on the scene at Lod, in Lod at Ben Gurion Airport. Yishai, what's going on over there? You know, I'm not on the scene. I'm on the tarmac. The people are coming down right next to me right now. That's the chauffeur blowing, welcoming, heralding the people in. The Air Revolution is really happening tomorrow, no doubt about it. The, the flight, El Al, standing right next to me, Nefesh, the Nefesh is written on the side of it. The plane is called the Galilee. I see religious Jews, non-religious Jews, people posing for photos. Rabbi Fass is here, he got off the plane, blew the chauffeur. I see soldiers standing in line. Welcoming the new arrivals, and I'll tell you tomorrow, this is my third or fourth flight of Kenmore, and uh, absolutely nothing to be cynical about. It continues to be exciting. It continues to be new for all these people. Years before the birth of modern Zionism, in the November 1856 Herald of the Kingdom and Age to Come, editor John Thomas reproduced a short piece of poetry that expressed his faith of the regathering of the Jews back to the land of Israel which he wrote about in detail on many occasions. The piece is entitled The Restoration of Israel, and the first three stanzas read as follows. Ye people of Israel, remember the days when God for your fathers so wondrously wrought. He still is a God who his glory displays, and gladness shall yet to his people be brought. Divided and peeled as a people are ye, the darkness of night is the noon of your day. But gladsome and glorious your gathering shall be, and sorrow and sighing shall far away flee. Already the highest outstretches his hand, already he calls from the height of the heaven. Ye captives of Israel, return to your land, the land which to you by covenant is given. The Jewish people have been returning to the land of Israel now for over a hundred years, and they are still returning or making Aliyah today. Aliyah is a word meaning a going up. For the last few years there has been a small exodus from North America to Israel, the organization behind this is called Nefesh Benefesh, and they have made the news recently with their plans to expand into Great Britain. These Jews are not fleeing persecution or financial distress. In fact, for many of them, life in, is good in North America. Why leave to live in Israel, a country that many would consider to be dangerous? Referring to the first exodus from Egypt, God says, I bear you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. These Jews from America are coming on wings too. LL Jumbo Jets, and every seat is occupied by a new immigrant to Israel. To find out more about this exodus, we spoke with Charlie Levine, the spokesman for Nefesh Benefesh, who lives in Israel. Okay, Charlie, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. To start with, Charlie, could you tell all our listeners who have never heard of Nefesh Benefesh what your org organization does? Yeah, our organization uh, was started around uh, less than five years ago, actually as a means of making it easier for those North American Jews, so far we've been concentrating on the United States and Canada, uh, to uh, come to live in Israel. Those who wish to do so uh, face uh, more than their share of bureaucracy and red tape, and we try to help them in the process that can be sometimes challenging. Right on. Okay, so you said Nefesh Benefesh has been around for about five years. So how many Jews have you brought home? I think the number so far is close to approaching 7,000, actually. Uh, we were very pleased that last year, although, again, the numbers are relatively small, nevertheless, every number 
counts because it's an individual who's fulfilling his dream. Uh, but we were really pleased last year, 2005, was the record number of uh, North Americans who came to Israel uh, in the past 21 years, I believe. So uh, it seems that we've hit upon something of a trend and we're trying to encourage it. Wow, that's awesome. Now, there's a, an aspect here to Nefesh Benefesh, which is would be really interesting to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really your organization is fulfilling the words of the prophets in the Bible. Um, when Chaim Wiseman uh, read out his appeal before the UN, he quoted from the prophet Isaiah, um, and I'm just going to read actually exactly what he said. He said, The Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnants of his people. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So, really, um, nefesh benefesh, in a way, is fulfilling the words of the prophets. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, absolutely. It's impossible not to think about that when you're on one of the flights. We, One of our characteristics, we have a few of them, uh, is that we very much encourage all of our people to come together so that they have sort of a group experience uh, and the spirituality on each of our flights. We've had 15 of them so far since we were created. Uh, each of those flights is just an amazing spiritual catharsis. Uh, you walk on and every seat in that plane is taken by a young couple or their children or a grandparent or someone who's coming to live in Israel. And it's not just uh, Mr. Goldberg in row 17C, it's the entire plane. So, uh, of course, one has to, is confronted by, uh, you know, the question, the big questions like, what does this mean? What is the significance of it? What is the value of it? And uh, the prophet's, uh, you know, words very much echo and resound on each of those flights and in everything that we're doing. So, I, Charlie, have you ever been on one of these flights? I take oh, you I've have. Been on, I've been on way too many of them. I've been mm-hmm. on around eight or nine of them so far. So what's the atmosphere like on those flights? I mean, like you said, the whole flight is full of immigrants. Um, You're coming over the Mediterranean Sea, and the coast of Eretz Israel comes into view. What's the atmosphere on the plane at that moment? Well, with your permission, I'd love to get there, but you you got ahead of us a little bit, because I'd like to say that it's it's this real profound emotional uh, thing. It starts at JFK in New York. We've actually had one from Toronto as well, from Pearson. Uh, It starts there, and it's a little bit sad, because... Again, you have the beginnings of the group, everybody's standing in line uh, with their suitcases and everything, but there it's a place of tears because they're saying goodbye. They're saying goodbye to elderly parents, grandparents, what have you, uh, brothers and sisters who are not sure, although you know, I don't want to over-dramatize it, they're not sure exactly when they're going to see each other the next time around. It could be months, even over a year, two years, who knows? So there's that sort of tension on that side of it. Then everybody gets on the plane and nobody really knows each other. And then an amazing phenomenon starts taking place immediately as people start mingling and talking to each other. And, oh, I'm headed for Modin, where are you headed for? I'm going to Beit Shemesh, whatever. And uh, the children start playing in the aisles together. And by the end of the flight, when, as, as you said, when that vision comes through the windows on either side of the plane and you actually see the shoreline of Israel, the land of Israel, uh, coming toward us, it, it's an amazing emotional moment when the plane lands and then we always have a ceremony of some kind to greet the people as they uh, in, uh, disembark. Uh, oftentimes soldiers in uniform waving Israeli flags, music, dancing, representatives of the government greeting the, the newcomers. All that kind of stuff just makes for a tremendous high once they have landed, as you, as you suspected. So it was a long answer to the question, but I wanted to just give it a little bit of context there. 
Yeah, thanks very much. So when the when all the new immigrants are deplaning, um, I know a long time ago, or not that long ago, before they built the new terminal, you used to go straight down onto the blacktop of the Holy Land, and now you go straight into the terminal. Do they go into the terminal, or do they go down onto the onto No, the actually, ground? for those of you listeners who are familiar with the, the airport, up until now, we've always, we, we keep staying to the old terminal. Uh, terminal 3, the new terminal is the one that's in use. But for whatever reasons, we like to have the ceremony, and you can't just do that in the new terminal. So generally, we have the planes disembark the passengers into the old terminal, and we take that over for an hour or two, and we have the ceremony there. Right. It could change. I mean, I'm not sure that'll be always, but it, it's what's been up until now. Okay. So what are you know what are people's reaction when they walk down the steps of the plane? Oh, a total emotional fulfillment. Uh, uh, most of these people have been to Israel before, almost all of them, but this is a whole new ball game. Now they're coming not as visitors or as tourists, but as owners and as citizens. So it's a whole emotionally charged, different level of experience. Okay, that's great. Uh, so Charlie, I would imagine um, it would take a special kind of Jew to immigrate to Israel during the last five years of unrest and everything like that. So um, do these immigrants tend to be a little bit more ideological or what drives them to come home? That's a great question because I really, I hate to, to beg off of it by saying, you know, there's 7,000 people and there's 7,000 different stories because you do find similar threads. But the truth of the matter is you find a wide variety of Jews. Uh, many of them are religiously observant. Many, some of them are not. You find young people. We've had a two-week-old baby on. We've had a nine, two 90-year-old sisters on. Uh, you find singles. You find marrieds. You find all kinds of different people. But the the... the common denominator shared um, and enjoyed by all of them is indeed this real profound sense of connection to the land of Israel. Uh, these are people who are giving up a pretty comfortable lifestyle in America or in Canada, and they know that, and they know what it means, and at a time when tens of thousands of people are trying to cross the borders into those countries, um, either legally or illegally, here's a small but idealistic group of people who are actually voluntarily giving it up to make this tremendous move to a new country, new land, new language, and they know why they're doing it. They're definitely highly motivated individuals, um, and uh, that's the dream, and it's being fulfilled. Right, so I guess secular Zionism probably isn't such a driving force, maybe, as it was, although some people probably come for that reason. But as you say, there's a lot of religious um, Jews that are coming. And, and are they coming, then they must be coming for maybe a religious Zionist type of ideal? Is that... There's certainly a, a significant uh, proportion of the people who are coming with us thus far who are motivated by uh, a religious sense of what what their life and their values are all about. Yeah, that's true. But listen, again, we're at the very beginning, you know, so uh, our our goal is to bring this message and this invitation to all 6 million plus Jews in North America. And most of them are not actually religious Zionists committed to doing this today. We want to bring the, the opportunity that exist to them. Many of them have never even thought about it or considered it even for one minute of their of their lives. And we want to say, look, these thousands of other people are doing it. Something's driving them. They're they're succeeding in what they're trying to do. Maybe you should think about this for you. And certainly not everybody's going to say yes to that question. But it bothers me that most people aren't even considering the question. Right. So Nefesh Benefesh is certainly getting that question into the news and, and more people. Interviews are like this, we're doing it.
Right on, that's great. I heard on the news recently that you're expanding into Great Britain, um, so that's quite a big development, is it, for you? Yeah, we haven't, to tell you the truth, we, we're in the middle of, of finalizing all of the details that are going to be involved, but what I can tell you that I know at this point is that uh, probably in August we will have our first ever flight of newcomers from England as well. And uh, more details than that, I don't really have a lot of at the moment, uh, but we're very, very energetically working at this very moment to, to fulfill that one. Okay, that's great. So do you have any other goals or plans for the future? Yeah, you mentioned some, but is there anything else? Basically just more of the same. I mean, listen, we're at the very, very beginning of what we're trying to do. 7,000 is a wonderful number, but between you and me, compared to the potential that we envision here, it's nothing. And we want to just build upon that and make Aliyah uh, a commonly um, known uh, goal in people's lives. And then we want to make it very much easier to fulfill. We want to get rid of government red tape. We want to help people financially. We want to help them find the right community for them, find the right schools for their children. And probably most importantly of all, uh, we have like 15 people who work for us just trying to match up newcomers with jobs. If you have a job and you come, the chances are you're going to be successful and stay. And if you don't, it's the other story. So uh, that's one of the main things we invest our efforts in, matching people up with jobs. Great. So if somebody wanted to find out more about Nefesh Benefesh, uh, you have a website. That's uh, right. It's com. Okay, that's great. Charlie, thanks so much for, for doing this interview, and I wish you all the success, and, uh, and uh, you're doing a great work. Thanks. Thank you for sharing in our vision by bringing our, our words to so many people. Thank you very much, Charlie. Bye now. Bye-bye. The Lord is still building up Zion, and when he builds up Zion, he will appear in his glory. Come back again next week for another edition of The Bible in the News.